0: Shalom, uh, brothers and sisters. Uh, Welcome to this meeting. We're talking about dealing with conflicts, how we are not to retaliate, but to sow good words. This is what we are called to do. When we do that, we are going to inherit a blessing. And we're going to look into this story which is a perfect example of what we have been teaching. And it is found in First Samuel twenty-five about uh, this uh David, King David and Abigail. So we're going to look at the whole story just uh learning from what this, uh, this uh, experience is all about. Let's read it from 1 Samuel 25, verse 2, right? Uh, as we say, we're going to go through until verse 35 40, uh, or even verse 41. Okay, verse 2. A certain man in Ma'on who had property there at Carmel was very wealthy. He had a thousand goats and 3,000 sheep which he was shearing in Carmel. His name was Nabal, and his wife's name was Abigail. She was an intelligent and beautiful woman, but her husband was surely a mean in his dealing, and he was a Calabite. So, the Bible describes Nabal, this rich, wealthy man, as surely and mean in the way that he deals with people. But his wife Abigail as intelligent and beautiful. Verse 4, while David was in the wilderness, he heard that Nabal was sharing sheep. So he sent ten young men and said to them, Go up to Nabal at Camel and greet him in my name. And uh, verse 6, Say to him, Long life to you, good health to you and your household, and good health to all that is yours. Now I hear that it is sheep-sharing time. When your shepherds were with us, we did not mistreat them. And the whole time they were at Carmel, nothing of theirs was missing. As your own servant and they will tell you. Therefore, be favorable towards my men since we come at a festive time. Please give your servant and your son David whatever you can find For them, when David's men arrived, they gave Nabal this message in David's name. Then they waited. Verse 10, Nabal answered David's servant, Who is this David? Who is this son of Jesse? Many servants are breaking away from their masters this day. Why should I give my bread and water and the meat I have slaughtered? For my sharers and give it to men coming from who knows where. So here is a situation where David speaks well of neighbor and wish him well. And the reality in life is this: when we sow good words, when we speak blessings we may not always get uh, uh, a blessing in return. And here is this wicked man neighbor, despite the fact that he knew, you probably heard the story how David is running away from Saul, how he will be anointed as the next king of Israel. And David came with his mighty man, there were at least like 600 of them. And during this time while David is camping out near Nabal's uh, uh, sheep and cattle, and they protect her and, and, and bless them. But despite of all this uh, kindness and uh, the story about what happened to David, Nabal speak words of, Insult, words of provocation. Okay, so, firstly we learn, good words may not yield immediately good fruits. And, uh, but we are called, this is what we are called, to speak good words that we might inherit a blessing. But the reality is, it may not come immediately but God will see to it that we will inherit blessings. Nabal could have rejected David without those kind of provocative words. Some people, they just do not know how to speak because of their pride, their hardness of heart. Remember, the scripture described Nabal as surely, and a hard man. You know, people, it, it doesn't have to be man. If your heart is hardened and, and you are just so fixated in, in, in yourself, then you don't know how to communicate. You don't know how to talk. Nabal could have told David, oh, no, uh, we can't. Uh, but uh, uh, he could have speak in, in, a, in a better way. But here he is insulting david provoking david he said who is this david the son of Jesse?" so obviously he knew he has some knowledge about david david didn't just appear out of nowhere he knows the story he heard the story but yet his hardness of heart his uh, misery his uh, the way he he deal with others so he has no love no compassion No sense of justice, but speak foolishly uh, and uh, insulted David, provoking David. So if he speak nicer, maybe David would not come and just take it as his bad day and people who don't appreciate, but that's all. But the way he provoked David, the way he insulted David resulted in David's uh, anger And uh, wanting to come and punish him, discipline him, whatever you want to describe it. Verse 12 David's men turned around and went back. When they arrived, they reported every word. David said to his men, Each of you strap on your sword. So they did, and David strapped his on as well. About 400 men went up with David, while 200 stayed with the supplies. So can you imagine Naboth being such foolish, uh, wicked man? Surely he knew that David had a vast man following him, and uh, they are warriors. So Naboth is not dealing with a fugitive running, begging uh, uh, for food, but rather he's dealing with a mighty uh, army that is behind David. And David's request wasn't overbearing. David is just appealing to neighbor and say, "Now you are sh- uh, sharing your sheep. You know, can you find something to give to my men? Uh, can you just bless my men?" Uh, that's all. David wasn't demanding and so on. He was asking, requesting for, for help and, and, and blessing for his men. But yet uh, Nabal was so uh, provocative in the way that he deals with this whole matter. And as a result, David got his men ready, at least 400 of his men ready to come and attack, to come and destroy what Nabal had and, and take everything away from him. That was what David intended to do. But in the meantime, in verse 14, one of the servants that Abigail Nabal's wife uh, said to to Nabal's wife, David sent messengers from the wilderness to give our master his greetings, but he heard insult at them. Yet these men were very good to us. They did not mistreat us, and the whole time we were out in the fields near them. Nothing was missing. Night and day, they were a war around us. The whole time, we were herding our sheep near them. So can you imagine with such big uh, number of sheep and, and other animals that they have out in the wilderness? It's normal to expect thieves to come and steal robbers to come and and take advantage of the open field. But this man knew that David's man has never, ever taken anything from them. And so the servant of one of the servants told Nabal's wife Abigail of what happened and how Her husband has really insulted David, provoked David. So what do we learn here? We got to be responsible for our action and for our future. This servant knew if they speak to neighbor, it's useless because this man is so hard, he doesn't listen. We'll read that later on in the scripture. But if they don't do anything, they will be destroyed because they belong to the household of they will be They will suffer the same fate as their masters. So they rise up and talk to Abigail the wife. Obviously, they believe Abigail will be able to do something not like a neighbor, he wouldn't listen, he would just go his own way. So what we learn here is we've got to be responsible for our future by rising up in times of conflicts, in times of uh, uh, problems, and do what we need to do, what we can do. Otherwise, you too will, be, will suffer. It's just like in the church situation, some people they take it, wow, this is a pastor's job, this is a leader's job. They don't care. Even though they hear things, they know what's happening and uh, 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 problems may be brewing, but they keep quiet. You see, when the church suffers, you suffer too. When the church is blessed, you are blessed. Because we belong to the same household, the household of God. And eventually we will have to be accountable to our God for what we do with the knowledge that we have, with knowing what is coming, have we acted upon it. So the servants, they were thankful people. They knew what David's uh, man has protected them and made life easy for them so that they don't have to worry about the sheep roaming about in the wilderness because there is a protection. So, thankful people are people who are wise. They can see and, and perceive the situation and they act in an appropriate manner. Ungrateful people, they are hardened. They become foolish. They speak and act in a way that will bring death rather than blessing. So, they, after they talked to Abigail, because it's beyond their authority as servant to do anything, in verse 17, they said to her, Now, think it over and see what you can do. Because disaster is hanging over our master and his whole household. He is such a wicked man that no one can talk to him. So can you see, from the, ex- the servant's experience with Nabal, they, they knew no point in talking to this hard, you know, wicked man. They describe him as wicked. So sometimes people do not come to us because they think that we will not listen, and uh, and so, they just stay. But a lot of times, there are people who perceive the authority figure as somebody who would not listen. But then they do, do nothing. You see, they cannot go to neighbor. They can go to his wife. They can go to other senior people. Because they know if they don't do anything, this whole household will suffer, will be destroyed. And there are people who choose to just keep quiet because they think nothing to do with them. They think that it doesn't affect them. But as I said, if you don't do anything, it affects you because it affects the church and you are the church. So they talk to Abigail and and they can't do anything. So they appeal to Abigail, think it over. What we're saying to you is important, but we can't do anything is in in your hand. You decide because you are the the master. You are the master's wife. So they appeal to Abigail and ask her to think it over and see what she can do. So when we're in a conflicting situation, it's so important that we see what we can do. We think it over. Not rushing, not... uh, uh, being unwise, but you decide, right? Otherwise, we all suffer. And look at Abigail. The Bible describes her as beautiful and intelligent. Intelligent. It's so important that we become intelligent people. You know, whether we're beautiful, that may be Is beyond our choice Although today you can go and do plastic surgery But to be intelligent You got to be knowledgeable You need to know how to perceive What is right, what is wrong, what is good And not be ignorant You know, thank God Abigail is not a woman who knows nothing who just take care of herself as a woman. No. She's knowledgeable. She knows what's going on. Because unless you are knowledgeable, you are intelligent, you're not able to make the right decision. So it's our responsibility to nurture ourselves, groom ourselves so that we are able to deal with whatever will happen. In our lives Don't push the responsibility To others Some women They just say Oh that's a man's job Oh leave it to him These are foolish people Because we are to be helpers As husband and wife We are to Be able to bring blessing To the whole family and not act as if we are not responsible just because we may not be the head of the family. So thank God for Abigail. She responded and she responded quickly, or else she would suffer the fate as a result of her husband's wickedness and foolishness. Verse 20 was 18. Abigail acted Quickly. She took 200 loaves of bread. My goodness. How could you have 200 loaves of bread in the house? Unless you have a very big household to feed. And uh, you're so rich. Two skins of wine. Five, five dressed sheep. Five shears seer, uh, of rose grain. A hundred cakes of raisin and two hundred cakes of pressed figs and loaded them on donkey. So can you see? This is obviously a very rich household, but yet neighbor refused to even share a little of his riches, his blessing to the future king of Israel. Never mind if he's a whether he's a future king or not, but if this is a vast army by your doorstep, asking for help. If you are wise, you will feed them. If you are wise, you will take care of them, or else you will end up in disaster. And furthermore, he's going to insult David. Do you mean David. So, uh, So you see, the way you talk can... Resulted in blessing or you inherit disaster because of what you say. So there are times that we have to be very decisive. We have to act very quickly to avert the situation, uh, to avert disaster. So Abigail knew David's men are coming. But what is Nabal doing? He's drinking. He's getting drunk. He doesn't know what's coming. And that's the reality of some situation. Some people, they may not be drunk with wine, but they are drunk with themselves. All they can see is themselves, their money, it's them. But news already spread out that David is getting his men ready to attack. So Abigail, in verse 19, told her servant, go on ahead, I will follow you. But she did not tell her husband, Nabal, as he came riding her donkey into a mountain ravine. There were David and his men descending towards her, and she met them. So can you see a woman, knowing that she's going to, come face to face with a mighty army. But she rises up and take responsibility. She did not push away her responsibility and say, oh, this is not my job. You know, I cannot do it. I'm only a woman. No, she rises up. Act on her own. Because she knew it's no use talking to the foolish husband to the wicked husband. So she act without his knowledge because if she had talked to him, probably this man would have stopped everything and uh, disaster would have come. So there are times we got to rise up and we may need to act alone because you know this is coming. And Sometimes we just have to do it this way rather than waiting for everyone to say yes. Uh, you know, the, the opportunity to save yourself, to save the church, to save the situation would have been gone. So we got to act wisely. We have to act quickly at times. And this is a situation that demands immediate response, immediate action, or else disasters would have happened. And verse 21, David had just said, It's been useless all my watching over this fellow's property in a wilderness, so that nothing of his was missing. He has paid me back evil for good. May God deal with David, be it so severe. If by morning I live a life one male of all who belongs to him. So David was so provoked because of what neighbor had said and did. And despite the fact that David say, "May God deal with David" be it so severely. Despite of this fact that God, uh, uh, David, uh, quoted, is uh, mindful of God but yet he still acts in the flesh. And sometimes when we provoke even the most godly man, David is a man who is after God's own heart. And David is not a man who is easily provoked. Remember the time when David ran away from King Saul and there was a Benjamin there when he... Uh, was about to cross I think the river or something like that this man insulted David accused David of all kinds of things but David keep his cool and David's man was saying just give us the the go ahead we will just kill this man David said no it's not for me In this situation To judge him So can you see David is not a man Who is easily provoked And David is a godly man But despite of Who and how David is Under such provocation Under such insult David was ready to kill Neighbor And all the male Of the household and probably take all the possession and all the woman to be with him. But sowing good seeds in the midst of evil can avert the situation from spreading, from becoming worse. Look at verse 23. When Abigail saw David, she quickly got off her donkey and bowed down before David with her face to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, Pardon your servant, my Lord, and let me speak to you. Hear what your servant has to say. She humbled herself. She bowed down before David. So whether we do this, Oh, there's that humility, there's that humble spirit in us that is willing to bow down. Then we will speak the right words that will avert disaster. Verse 25. She said, Please pay no attention, my Lord, To that wicked man, neighbor, he is just like his name. His name means fool, and folly goes with him. And as for me, your servant, I did not see the man, my lord, sent. So she was will. She is able to accept and acknowledge the wickedness, the foolishness of her husband, what he did. So when we humble ourselves, we are able to acknowledge our own mistakes, our wrongs. We are able to see rightly. But foolish people, they, they cannot. They just see how good they are, how powerful they are, you know, just like neighbor. And they're so arrogant in the way they talk. See, all this when you sow this kind of seed, you are inviting for disaster. But when you humble yourself like Abigail, you open up opportunity for you to plead your case, to ask for grace, to ask for mercy. So when you're in conflicting situation, what's in your spirit? Is it of, pride, arrogance, self-righteous, that you feel that you are so right. You you are here to defend yourself. You are here to argue your case. Or in any conflicting situation, you are so open. You humble yourself. You are willing to be corrected. You can see the, the mistake. You can see the wrong. You are willing to acknowledge them and speak with humility. Or you use words of provocation and invite disaster. So Abigail say, you know, pardon your servant because when you came, when your man came, I, I wasn't there. I did not see what happened. Verse 26. And now, my Lord, as surely as the Lord your God lives and as you live, since the Lord has kept you from bloodshed, and from avenging yourself with your own hands. May your enemies and all who are intent on harming my law be like neighbor. So she diverted David's attention from the wickedness of neighbor, her husband, to God. If David's focus is on what neighbor did, The anger would continue to burn and here he was ready to kill, ready to destroy neighbor and all the male in his household. But Abigail diverted her attention to God and uh, reminded David that he's living in God's presence. And also she came as she reminded David, don't do this. Don't shed blood. Leave it to God to deal with this wicked people, deal with neighbor. You know that they will be destroyed eventually. Right? So, we need people who can talk wisely to us, to tell us and remind us of the goodness of God and what, how we are to respond. So Abigail averted David from shedding blood and also protected her, herself and her family verse 27, and let this gift which your servant has brought to my Lord be given to the men who follow you. So she came with tremendous amount of gifts because she knew this is what they asked for, this is what they need in the wilderness and she was willing to just share all these gifts with David's men. And then she speaks words of blessing, words of faith appealing to David's conscience. Look at verse 28. Please forgive your servant's presumption. The Lord your God will certainly make a lasting dynasty for my Lord because you fight the Lord's battles and no wrongdoing will be found in you as long as you live. Abigail's answer was actually the answer to Nabal's provocation. Because her husband said, who is this David, son of Jashi? Who knows where he come from? You know, this day there's a lot of servants running away from their masters and, and, and being rebellious and so on. So Abigail is saying, David, you are fighting the Lord's battle. Let no wrongdoing be found in you. So she was diverting David's minds to God and to God's promises and say, May the law, the law your God, will certainly make a lasting dynasty for your law. So instead of questioning, David, uh, the reason why David is running away from Saul. Abigail has an understanding of the situation and knowing God's word, God's will, and she proclaimed the word of God, the will of God before neighbor uh, and before David. So we need people who understand the Word of God, who understand the will of God, who is able to speak the Word of God to us in times of conflicts, in times when we are so angry we want to act in the flesh, take revenge, and so on. They are able to bring the words of God to us. And so she reminded David of God's protection and victory that is coming. Look at verse 29. Even though someone is pursuing you to take your life, the life of my law will be bound securely in the bundle of the living by the law your God. But the lives of your enemies he will hurt away as from the pocket of a sling. So he reminds David, she has heard about David, what David did, killing Goliath. Wow, this woman is quite something in the law. She really knows God's word, what happened, and having the wisdom of God. She's telling David, "Look, what you have how, how Goliath, how you use the, sl- the sling and, and kill Goliath. You know, God is going to protect you. God is going to give you victory. Whatever your enemies, however strong your enemies may be, but just be focused on God. Don't take things into your own hand. God will do it. What wisdom, what godly counsel Abigail is bringing to David and what understanding she has concerning the Lord's will. So we need to be people like that. When we speak, we're not speaking just from human natural intelligence and wisdom, but we have an understanding of God, God's way, God's purpose, and we're able to speak from God. Verse 30, When the Lord has fulfilled for my Lord every good thing he promised concerning him, and he has appointed him ruler over Israel, my Lord will not have on his conscience the staggering burden of needless bloodshed or of having avenged himself. And when the Lord your God has brought my Lord success, remember your servant. She has really come to David's uh, uh, rescue to avert him from shedding blood and even shedding uh, needless, needless bloodshed. And uh, but she's preparing herself to have the opportunity to be part of God's plan and God's purpose. So she's spoke to David, you know, when God has given you success, remember your servant. She wanted to be part of what God is doing. She wanted to be part of the kingdom that God has given to David, acknowledging David will be the future king. So can you imagine neighbor, with the same kind of knowledge that this woman has? Because that would be the story that's going around in all those areas as David was running away from King Saul, you know, the, the exploit uh, exploit of uh, David in killing Goliath. all these things are known in those regions. But yet neighbor chose to be so foolish, arrogant, wicked. But Abigail has deep understanding of God's word. So when we so good Words. Bible promised that we will inherit a blessing. We will receive good fruits. Whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. So when you people hear you speak, does it bring about provocation, or does it bring about good? It brings about peace. It brings about restoration. When you speak, does it bring forth God's purpose? Do you have a true understanding of God's word, God's ways, God's plan, God's purpose? So that when you speak, you're actually, you know, Abigail is not actually saving herself. She's also protecting David, saving David from shedding blood, unnecessarily blood. Because she knew, if David had done it, it will be a conscience. It will be a something that she, he will regret and carry in his heart because of the anger of the that moment, and uh, which which is justified in a way. But then it comes with a price. You know, David will carry that that burden in his heart because of what he has done. So. She did not just come to save her own life. She came to bring blessings. She came, you know, what what a beautiful woman this is. So David said to Abigail in verse uh, 32, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you today to meet me. May you be blessed for your good judgment and for keeping me from bloodshed this day and from avenging myself with my own hands. Otherwise, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, who has kept me from harming you, if you had not come quickly to meet me, not not one male belonging to a neighbor would have been left alive by daybreak. So David really understood what this woman has done. And David acknowledged that she's sent by God and give praises to God for what God has done for him through Abigail. Can you see the change of mood, the change of heart, change of attitude, spirit that David had because of the ministry of this woman, because of the words that she has sown and, and her action has averted a disaster, not just in David's life, but also in her own household. So, when we speak, do we bring such kind of blessing result into people's life, or are we adding fuel? Some people they are so good at adding fuel to the to a contentious situation, and they are so. Disrespectful, so provocative, ungrateful in all they said. Verse 35 Then David accepted from her hand what she had brought him and said, Go in peace, go home in peace. I have heard your words and granted your request. So, can you see the words that we speak? Abigail inherited a blessing, she averted a disaster in her home, she can go in peace. So, may our words bring about peace in a contentious situation. I pray that our our understanding will be deep, our understanding will be, we're able to perceive things in in the right perspective, in a larger picture. Can you see? Happy Gail. So you can see the big picture about God's plan, God's purpose for the nation, for David's life. So don't undermine yourself. Just give yourself to God. You know, don't speak, don't belittle yourself. Some people belittle themselves. Oh, I'm just a a, a housewife. I'm just a woman. I'm just... uh, a small fry in church. I'm just this, just that. There's so much in us that we could become in God as we give ourselves to follow God. So, when Abigail came back, the husband was drunk. So she did not tell the husband of what happened. And the next morning, she told her husband, neighbor, of what happened. And I guess neighbor could not take it, and he had a heart attack because he didn't know disaster was looming. He could have been killed. And now that he hear that, it must be a heart attack. He died. And what happened next? Verse 39, When David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Praise be to the Lord, who has upheld my cause against Nabal, for treating me with contempt. He has kept his servant from doing wrong, and has brought Nabal's wrongdoing down on his own head. And then verse 41 so, so he sent men, David sent men to Abigail and asked Abigail to marry him. Verse 41, Abigail came, she bowed down with her face to the ground and said, I am your servant and am ready to serve you and wash the feet of my Lord's servant. So you see the attitude of Abigail, she's there to serve, she's there to, to honor the man of God, honor the king, the next king of Israel, and uh, she's just, just such a wonderful woman, David was attracted, not just because of her beauty. David was attracted by her intelligence, by her sensitivity, by her perception of situation, by ministering to him, averting, helping him to to, to avert committing such wrong, even though it's justifiable, but uh, David knew that's not right because it's so much in the flesh. So we see that Abigail sowed good seeds, speak good words, and see rip a blessing. And that is what the Word of God promised us. So I hope out of this story, as we go through it, there are things that you learn, we can learn, and apply to our own life. And I pray that it will be a blessing. We will be like Abigail. We will be people who, have, who know the Word of God, who know how to speak, and bring peace and restoration in in a conflicting world, whether it's in a home, in a a workplace, or in a church, we will rise up to bring blessing to our environment. Shall we pray? Father, I thank you for your words. I thank you for the encouragement of your words. I pray that uh, we will learn from this story and... uh, we will grow to be beautiful, intelligent, godly people who bless this world, who make a difference into our environment. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. Amen.